1: Listening to a podcast from the Word.
0: Are we going? Yeah. Oh, we're on. Wow. Oh. <laughs> are we full of we're full on. of beans? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
2: yeah. Oh dear. I had eight <laughs> hours sleep last night, I can't complain. Fantastic. I was suppose supposed have had an entire week before I have <laughs> One day my voice will come back. I've had no voice in three weeks. Three weeks of no voice. People are
0: liking it though. I know. People love <laughs> the nation have voted to <laughs> no, keep they really it. They want it that way. <laughs>
2: It works.
0: (laughs) Now, why do you lose your voice, Mark? I I lost my voice
2: because I had uh, a bit of the flu or something, but the trouble was, I think if you have the flu, possibly best thing to do is not go to succession of long rock festivals, stay up all night and just shout. I mean, I just... just, Just, That's what you do. (laughs) I want to do talking. I find that soaking your your vocal cords in alcohol regularly also... I try it. I try it um, religiously, but I don't know if it's working. Maybe I haven't tried it long enough.
0: So do you, do you think you're shaking it
2: off? <laughs> no, yeah, I've shaken off the flu, I just haven't shaken off the no voice. You know, like this sort of, I hope uh reasonably sexy-sounding... Uh croaky thing You're turning me on I'm hoping I should do a Radio 2 pro- <laughs> there was a program there. <laughs> there was a program on Just Radio that 2 that cold lino would you met? <laughs> yeah. wasn't there a program on Radio 2 once called Gerald Harper's Sunday Affair
0: oh there uh, Capital remember? Radio it was it was, Capital
2: was Radio it. I don't know how old are we, that we remember that yes. and Gerald Harper I don't know who he was really. I think he
0: was called Gerald, Gerald Harper he seems an actor sort of velvet voiced he was velvet
2: voiced he, he, he spoke like a, a glass of cream tea Maria and he broadcast very early in the morning for lonely, lonely ladies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it was. Big ballad songs. Anyway, there we are.
0: Uh, busy correspondence on the Facebook group, Matt. Matt Hall. Hello, Matt Hall. Hello, David Hepworth. <laughs> Hello, Mark Ellen. Hello, David Hepworth. There's the intro's over with. Facebook group is now heading towards the thousand, Matt, as you see. seen. It's, it's
1: really. It's We've
0: left tough. The Guardian just choking. Choking in our, our exhaust, exhaust It's <laughs> a, a good
1: thing <laughs> we're driving biodiesel, diesel, isn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> Their last scene, trying to fix a flat on a rain-lashed layby by the M4. It was a blur. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. That was, and that was the word podcast base group going faster. Absolutely, fastened. a
2: speeding bullet. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but but all is not all is not uh, sunshine and roses on the Facebook group because Dan whined. Corresponds to say... as he
1: wind up? (laughs)
0: Well, it could be. He says, is it just me, or is the there goes the sound of young Islington joke wearing a little thin? Doesn't he he then go on to say that that's a rhetorical question? (laughs) Well, yeah, because the the, the only reason we mention the sound of young Islington is because every time we record one of these podcasts... We hear the police going The counter-argument to Mr Wine
2: is that I met somebody at the Cornbury Festival this weekend, more than one but two people, who came into our tent and asked, demanded, in fact, um, a word T-shirt with the legend, The Sound of Young Is They were prepared to pay handsomely, coins of the realm, to sport this, I think, hilarious
0: joke. So what I think we're going to do, Dan, is we won't make that joke unless, in the next
1: half an hour while we're recording this... We, we hear do. a police, police guy. I'd also like to point out that you shouldn't be writing to us, You should be writing to Boris Johnson. Course, oh. you know, if they bring the crime rate, <laughs> they, don't to, they don't want to get political, but, you know, very true. <laughs> if crime rates come down, we won't be able yeah. to make the gag anymore. I must, I must
0: apologise, uh, Trevor Ragger points out that I said that ukulele is Spanish for crazy fly. He says it's not, it's, it's Spanish for jumping flea. Well, it will not far off. But it's not far off, not far off at all. Um, so how many festivals, Mark, have you been to recently? No, only two in the last two weekends, so
2: it's not a lot. Well, so it is, weeks. it's 100% success rate, <laughs> isn't it, really? I went to the Glastonbury Festival, or the right. Festival. How of the last
1: ten days How many have you been standing in a field? i two.
2: I've been a lot of standing a feel in a field in stair-rods of rain beneath a large cagoule. Uh, but moving my body in a manner suggestive of enjoyment. And cradling a pint of pims. That's the new. That's the pints new. Pints of tipple. pims. It's a new tipple that I didn't try actually. But Fraser Lurie, our um, digital editor, was drinking pims by the pint. He had eight pints of pims. I thought for eight for Seriously? eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, not. In He's a big pre- Yeah. I think pims might be a bit of a rip-off because he got that awful feeling. It's just lemonade for eight pounds.
1: But also, also any any drink which involves putting vegetables in it. Vegetables, little bits of fruit. It's
2: not
0: right.
1: It's not manly. <laughs> it's <at least>. not <laughs> right. Really is <isn't> <laughs> So you
0: didn't go for the pint of pimps, you I didn't were, you know. Know the Pint That's of woolly ale you the woolly ale. Woolly Yeah, I was having the woolly ale every hour. It works. I, I like the woolly ale in the field. And <laughs> Only do it once a year. It goes well with a venison pie, the cranberry sauce. <laughs> yes. What was your biggest food adventure? Food be, success? I
2: thought to the Goan go Fish Curry at Cornbury. This is to be highly recommended. Right. It was a great success.
0: So that's the food. What about the musical side? Music side? Like, well, like Cornbury,
2: Glastonbury, Cornbury. We did Glastonbury last week, didn't we? Yeah, Cornbury. About. Yeah, yes, Cornbury. Very good. I thought. Well, the, obviously, there's some self-interest here. I thought the word stage was a bit of a triumph.
0: It seems to, have been. but I've
2: I've, I've thought, saw some good things, but I've got some strong feelings about the way groups should perform. Can I bore you about? This no, we want while? to
0: hear this. You, you, I think we're so we're working on what oh, might yeah. be described as a set of rules for festivals. Okay, in well, the I've got to something's rule. got to change, as the Stranglers <laughs> pointed out many years ago. Very rarely do I ever want to be
2: the manager of a group, but when I'm at festivals, oh, I would like Lord. to manage various groups. I'd like to say this. Everybody, actually, yeah, I'd like to say the same thing from David. And you're going to agree with me. I'm completely. Which is, here's my theory, right? It's very boring, I know, but this is it. Your job at a rock festival is completely different from your job when you play the Hammersmith Apollo yes. to uh, 3,000 people. It's as if, 50, as if you're doing a kid's party. It. It's, it's a, totally, changing, totally. a changing mode of operating. It's exactly correct. Exactly. In fact, you should probably be making uh, amusing animals out of long balloons you at should. the end. You know? Anything to keep <laughs> the old beach ball in the air. That's, that's your job. You should, that's really good. They should really feel all go, sorry, sorry I'm going
0: to cut across you for a moment. Yeah. They should all go and study the finest children's entertainment. Yeah. Because the finest generals entertainers, we've all See seen the them. feet of smarty-arty. Oh, no. These people, they attack, <laughs> attack, attack from the beginning. That's what f- they do. They don't no, give, fat. They, no, no fat. No fat. No fat. They're going to eat plates spinning all the time. <laughs> they, As soon as people <laughs> arrive the at the party, they're time. given something to do. They know absolutely what's required yeah. of them for the next two hours. Yeah. And then they're shot out at five o'clock. Absolutely shattered, and ready to sleep. Full yeah? of chocolate, <laughs> full, of ch- full of chocolate and additives. That's what that's <laughs> round with additives,
2: crackling with additives. <laughs> that's precisely I, what rock. I I, I I can totally agree with because he is. Mean, I I'm certainly not going to disparage him because he was the headline act at a festival sponsored by us. But Paul Simon's performance there on Saturday night, I thought it was disappointing.
1: Should we, should, we run to, should, we, should we have a party game to guess the songs he didn't do? You can, because it'll be a
2: very long game. Can I just quote
1: from the website, wordmagazine.com, <laughs> oh, yeah, Okay, all Paul Waring said, yeah,
0: okay. he can't decide whether his set was brave or stupid. OK, well, I've made my decision because on particular <laughs> school. It says, brave because it's there were no... Very well on <laughs> <laughs> Brave because there were no concessions to the fos- festival crowd. He obviously played what he wanted to play. Stupid, because people were, you know, they were moving off when it was clear he wasn't doing what was required of them. Well, that this fair? is precisely it. There.
2: No, your job is, you see, if you pay £50 pounds to go and see somebody at the house of or whatever, then obviously you have an investment in every sense in this act. And they, I think, are legitimised to do whatever they want to do. If they want to play bits of their new album, you've kind of entered into that... You know, understanding, haven't you, that this is Paul Simon and he can do what he wants. But if he's there at a festival and the rain is starting to lash down, do you know what I mean? And, and they're not his crowd. I mean, they've come to see oh, Tennessee yeah. or Katie Tunstall or Nick Lowe or somebody else. Or just combination. Or they've just come for a day out and they're wandering around a bit curious. They've got a meat pie in one hand. They've got the, the old pineapple in, in the other. They've probably got, also, they've probably got three or four howling children, there. Who don't understand where they okay, are? Who's the little They're small man. children. They've <laughs> got a uh, huge <laughs> thing <through> of candy floss. <laughs> Why is you he know. frightening me? Yeah, is <laughs> he frightening me? A, a little <laughs> tiny man. I, I'm actually taller than him. Tiny I'm old man. Old. A tiny old man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is that his real hair? No. And then anyway, so, and, and it's just your job is to hit them with hit after hit after. Nick Lowe, conversely, who played for only about an hour, did precisely what I think you ought to do, and it to me actually was an absolute triumph performance. That's he what everybody says. He played greatest hits. Wall to wall, without much banter, which is a shame because the banter is a big part of his act. He absolutely supercharged, you know, total pure nickel. Both barrels. Both barrels, 100% extra. Needle way over in the red from the start. But Paul Simon, you know, there's terrible indulgences. There was only one bit I really enjoyed, which was he played Sounds of Silence on an acoustic guitar on his own. I was quite faithful to the tune, quite respectful of the fact that he'd written a song and a lot of people come to hear it and he wasn't going to play around with it and try and pretend that he should have done it differently or put some jazz inflections in or whatever. But then by then it was too late though, because you've got this thing where he's, he's trying to be quiet, and the crowd are trying to be quiet. And there's people making ironic jokes about the whole notion of the sound of silence by breaking the sound of silence by going, Go please, get the band back on, or you know, play something a bit loud, play some dance tunes. by which point, all the people who come to hear the sound of silence are getting quite aggressive to it, and it's just falling apart, it seems probably like a cheap suit. Oh, dear.
0: So, yeah, I think stick to stick to this. Whereas Nick Lowe was, as you say, according to a number of people on the website, was a triumph. And I've, also, I've got an email, um, I've got a response to the website... From Andy G, who points out that he dedicated a tune to his daughter. Is that, you know a story about this, don't you? Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah,
2: um, this guy came into the word tent and talked to Andrew Harrison, actually. so said, it's my daughter's 11th birthday. She loves this song called... 11 she, years b- old. Song, song to love life. Which is called I Trained Her to Love Me. Brackets so could go ahead and break her heart. <laughs> close brackets. She's quite a complicated adult theme, I think. <laughs> myself. But anyway, I mentioned this to Nick just before he, he went on. Didn't write anything down or anything. He sort of, I didn't know if he'd even heard me, actually. He just sort of nodded. And he went on, and sure enough, 45 minutes later, dedicated the song to this 11-year-old girl called Josie. Got her name right and everything. Which is pretty amazing. Oh, right? it's fantastic.
0: It's obviously fantastic. And it, you know, but made, it day, but
2: I think I've got a week. Dave, I've got strong feelings now about folding garden furniture. I think, I think people should be <laughs> limited to just a certain number of these items.
1: And this because is, well, festival now is a, rule, what happens Yeah, it's in a festival, or a festival? No, at festivals. A festival.
2: <laughs> in general, <yes. laughs> ruin the nation's barbecue. Cool. That would be, that'd be harsh <laughs> and unkind. Let me see. You're, you're quite a long way from the stage, and you think, I don't know, can I, you know, There don't seem to be that many people there. I can see gaps in the crowd. I'll nip through. You can't nip through, because what you think is a gap is in fact an enormous oh, put, like, like having a lavish beach towels. Beach towels, <laughs> having a lavish picnic <laughs> with vast hampers. There's one one party I passed which had a white tablecloth with a candelabra oh i top of it. Yeah. Absolutely you can't just get temperatures to the stage, you're treading on people's roll of asparagus sandwiches. A leg so, of chicken. Too, too much furniture. Too much they should approach
0: it like children's parties. Yep. Attack, attack, totally. attack. Anything
2: else? Nobody in a jester hat. I think you, if you wear a jester hat or you're juggling, I think it's an on the spot, fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, in a first that'll for take, me. That'll take about a third of the people out of Glastonbury. <laughs> was,
0: it would It make a lot of money, though. In I a mean, first for me, I actually spoke to a man in a jester hat on Sunday afternoon. What, wasn't so son of. Get out he of right. here. No, because this is a chap called Tim Healy who runs the Oxford Folk Festival, and they had a Stage there on the Sunday, and uh, and I uh, dealt with this guy because we've been doing the program for, for uh, Cornbury and so forth. And of course, De- Tim Healy is the son of Dennis Healy, former Foreign Secretary, Chancellor of the Exchequer, and whatever. And it was just d- like him. Dressed as a
2: well, what apart just like him vac- if he was wearing a kind of 17th apart the century fact that
0: when the Chancellor did, gave his budget statement, he decided against the jester's hat. <laughs>
1: he felt it, wouldn't, and it wouldn't, wouldn't strike the right nose of gravity. <laughs> no, i just like to say I don't mind if they're dressed completely as a jester head to toe bells on feet oh
0: well, he was he was little, oh little he, had he,
1: had he had tights he had pointed shoes he had pointed okay. shoes he was carrying a small wind instrument He he didn't play what actually he was it's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the man made fabric jester hats you get a football
0: Oh, I see. I oh, oh right. you know, the, the, the
1: province of the yes. unwitted. It's probably its sold flow. in the Manu yeah. shop, actually. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> so no justice house, not too Wembley. much garden furniture. Uh, attack, 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 like the yeah. children's party. Can I throw one in here? Go on. It's never going to happen. But I think that the acts who are performing should arrive at the place and spend the same amount of time at the place... As the as the audience does. Never gonna happen. Because they're just not in anything like the same frame, frame of, of mind. mind yeah. so true, yeah. As the audience. Yeah. So yeah. The audience, uh, you know, even even if everything's going great, it's quite tiring. They've been there a long time, you know. They would start to appreciate what the kind of atmosphere I, I, I the place think, is I would, I would,
2: actually really like it. I'd actually like to try and um, you know execute this. I'd like to be the person showing Paul Simon to his tent. Yes, but but it's full of water, and so is everybody else's <laughs> tent. So enjoy. Cheer the But there's a puncture in this air mattress. You're lucky to have one at all. Get in. <laughs> But you see, what's happening now. Where are my wet wipes? You don't have any. I mean, people you we, we,
0: them. It was quite interesting. We're in the word um, tent on on the Sunday, Mark and I, and there are various readers swap them for a pint of I really like are various readers coming up, and, and they really enjoyed it. it was on the word stage and so forth. But you know, they were suggesting, why don't you have Sansa? Why don't you have Sansa? And what you're constantly having to explain is that you know. Summer festivals, it's a new economy, you know, the way yeah. these things work nowadays. That people, they announce, you know, Paul Simon announces he's going to do a bunch of European festivals. And his agent just books them so yeah. that he can do as many as possible, you know, it, without there too much some, overlap. And
2: there are some groups who are completely In a short of like time. Nick
0: Lowe and Half-Man
2: Half-Biscuit, Half who don't really tour. No. I didn't realise, I was talking to the Nigel from Half-Man Half-Biscuit, who played at the word stage, who are fantastic actually. And I didn't realise that they play once every three months. They just play a one-off gig. And what they've done that morning is got to a van and driven down from Liverpool and played.
0: And he's That's the so way it funny. should be.
2: can I do a terrible attempt yeah, at I think, scale My lads, like, oh, still, this is
0: going to be great.
2: Is it going to be great? Oh, Dave's on quiet. Yeah, no, but but
0: he, total it, silence I might want. No, to no, because he's just this
2: out. It's the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> might want to save it as a ringtone I want to put a record <laughs> Mark Allen. If you
2: just hear music get, now. Get, no, no, get your, your friends so to funny. the radio. <laughs> it is so funny. Because what he said, I said, how are you going on play down there? And he said, it's going to sound like Ringo Starr now, Dave, isn't he? Because is, it's just the way he speaks it's just funny. He said, uh, what I was most interested about, Mark, was coming down south. And it wasn't a question of whether people would throw items at us on the stage. I love the use of the word items. He said, it was really what a kind of, what variety of items were they going to throw? Which I thought was just a brilliant idea. And he thought by coming down south and playing at the Word Festival. Get high. But they would obviously be pelted with something. It was just a question of what they'd be pelted with. Not just any old tomato. No, no, no. It's probably organic.
0: (laughs) Nick Nick Lowe had done that show especially, hadn't he? Because two years, two years ago I was at Cornbury and Jake, who's Nick Lowe's manager, was going to look at it to see if it was the kind of thing he would play. So clearly he had an idea of what it was. Whereas nowadays, if you look at these ex itineraries, they're flying around Europe doing festival after festival. They don't know where they are. You know, they turn up, they do the show, they're out of the place within. 10 minutes of, of leaving the stage, you know, we're significantly richer in many cases, you know. And you, it does make you wonder, actually, if you could run festivals without so called big names, big names, because you have to make so many compromises. Somebody pointed out, um, actually, yeah, sorry, there's another thing on the website which, uh, that, you know, they're memorably called Trumpy123, <laughs> says, Why do festivals go on till 11pm on Sunday night? Some of us have jobs to go to, you know. He had to leave Crowded House halfway through the set, you know, to get to his car, to get wherever he was going. And there's a simple answer to this. And, you know, talk to promoters about it. Big bands will not go on until it's dark. Yeah, because the lights. They they, want to look good. They want to look good. And so... You know, if you're complaining about your suffering, that's the reason. Yeah. (laughs) They will simply not go on. That's why you get terrible fights at huge festivals, don't you, about... People overrunning and, you know... Oh, so yeah, and so totally. just des- They all want to go on at that point when it's starting to get dark. Well, that was
2: the great story about the Bath Festival, wasn't it, in 1970, when Led Zeppelin played? Their manager, Peter Graham, was a notoriously aggressive individual. I think the Jefferson Airplane was supporting. Am I right? Do you remember Good Could it? be, could be. And uh, they'd only been on stage about a quarter of an hour, and he realised that a fantastic sunset was about to happen. And that the lights would look perfect. And this was the big moment to really cement this group's reputation in this country in front of this enormous crowd. And just simply instructed his road crew to go around and start to physically pull out the plugs of the Jefferson Airplane's equipment and drag their stuff off stage. In order to get Led Zeppelin on half an hour early to kill yeah. his at the sunset. Yeah. Massive success. Epic win. <laughs> you see how Grace
1: Slick off in a huff.
2: Grace Slick back in her rather damp tent <laughs> in a bit of a sulk. <laughs> so,
0: nursing a pint of pig
1: The Word. A magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life.
0: You've got a review for you here, Mark, oh, God, on really? the website no. from Martin Simmons. Said uh, team in the Word Tent were very friendly and approachable because normally they're terrifying. <laughs> we but are Mark. really standoffish. Actually, said Mark seemed to be on call all the time. That's what he's like. That's my job. That's <laughs> me. And disp- displayed the great social skills of making time for everybody. Which is what he did. A lovely bloke. Clearly, one of life's great connectors. Now, here I think he's going a bit far. That, that um, he says he made sure that he involved my wife and daughter in the conversation, too. It's because he's got to think for the ladies. Um, and it was just like being part of the podcast. He seems genuinely interested in people and what they have to say. He and my other half swapped stories about their experiences at the Wheatley Festival back Thank in the early 70s. Oh, God, yes. Thank remember? God for that. I, thought, I thought, was was thought he was going to say, he and she my other
1: half-swapped phone numbers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he and my other half popped off for a while, and I had no yes. idea it was. Going. Your well, uh, magazine's blink through space. <laughs> yeah. He
2: bought me a pint of woolly beer. Yeah, it all seemed fair in the end. So,
0: if you've got any more suggestions for how to improve festivals, we'll, we'll start that as a thread on the website wordmagazine.co.uk. Yeah. Where, if you're looking, please look at and contribute to our new baby, which is the album cover atlas. Fantastic. Which I've only is, just seen this. I've just spent half an hour looking. It's fantastic. It's a major triumph. <laughs> Thanks to Ian Reeves and Fraser, uh,
1: who cooked it up between them. Should we? Should we? Should, I think you should come with with a health warning. Actually. Go on. <laughs> we should, we should. Now,
0: first of all, before your health warning, I'm going to explain, what, explain, it is. What, it is. explain <laughs> what it is. Come on. Okay. So this involves, you know, a kind of uh, mapping technology, as you can, such as you can access on the internet quite easily. So basically, if you know where a particular album cover picture was taken and you can find that place on the map, Yes, as exactly as you possibly can, you then mark it and you can claim that spot on the album cover atlas. So, henceforth and forevermore, down the ages Matt, the thing that you suggested, (laughs) which was an Echo and the Bunnymen album I think it was, Because I went to put it on myself and he'd already
1: done it. Which
0: one and it where was, was it taken?
1: Uh, it was um, uh, Porcupine. Oh, yeah, yeah first one. The, well, there's two, actually. Is it the
2: one where they some Por- cave or no, something? No,
1: that's right, Ocean right. Oh, yeah, Porcupine's in the mm-hmm. woods. Yeah. In Rickmansworth. Yeah, which is brilliant because it's in Rickmansworth. And uh, 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 part of the reason, I didn't realise this, but Ian uh, McCulloch said... It was better to look at than the Mona Lisa. That particular cover. So, uh, yeah so if you, uh, if okay. you, can, you know, henceforth and More go and look it up it, on the on the
0: website. Look, go and look on the atlas; it'll, it'll say "Echo and the Bunny Man, Crocodiles." Picture taken in Riptonsworth Woods, added by Matt Hall. Okay, and a link there <laughs> you can find fame, out more about it.
1: And so,
0: place. you know, we got hundreds coming in all, from all over the place. I think I,
1: I, I think there should be a little competition. Big, uh, big uh, round of applause. To the guy who got uh, Jerry Harrison's solo album, which featured a uh, Brazilian gold mine. Oh yes, the first one in South America. First one in South America. That's we have fantastic. Uh, that's our.
0: Uh, do we have other unclaimed continents? I think
1: I think Antarctica's
0: still antarctica got a little map in it. <laughs> not a word, not a word I, map I put the it. first thing in Iceland. I think <laughs> I, was, I was quite proud of myself for doing that, and I added a few in Africa, but uh, we've got some in Australia. Nothing in China yet, I don't think, and I don't think anybody's put anything in Japan, have they? Um, very... Do you think people be flying out of China now just to get on the map? <laughs> <To be laughs> Possibly. Yes,
2: be.
1: good publishers. So, so surprisingly, um. It's kind of interesting. Loads of stuff in Liverpool. Only one Smiths cover in Manchester, which is kind of bizarre. It is very little in Wales, so far. Obviously, loads in London. And there's loads a few ways. Right, yeah, yeah.
2: there's a really good one. There's the John Wesley Hardy mm. one, which is fantastic. Which is um, which
1: I didn't know. You put this in, Dave. Bob Dylan
2: yep. by a tree with three people, and they turn out to be, I think, people who are friends of Albert Grossman's other his. Well, they're two.
0: They're two visiting. I don't know, the balls of Bengal, I don't know, they're two Indian chaps, and I don't know if they're musicians or dancers or some sort of artist. But the other guy's, like, is he a, lo- local the other guy's a local stonemason. The other guy's <laughs> a local stonemason, yeah, Charlie, I've forgotten his name, I can't remember it, i found out his name. It's, I remember It's just unbelievable, like, you ferret around and you will find out this stuff. I think I was 14 when that record came out, John Wesley Harding,
2: I remember looking at that cover and thinking that, you know, you had no information in those days. I actually thought, these must be the musicians on the group. Uh, uh, on the record rather and when you looked at the back it told you who the people were yeah. playing I just assumed they must be the oh, drummer I thought of that yeah. was Kenny Butcher. I, I was Kenny Butcher. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <And>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <left laughs> I, I never need Charlie McCoy <laughs> was I know Indian. No, it's called,
2: he's got his like a stone mason
0: <laughs> 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 dear god Norbert Putnam's old <laughs> no, no, no. he can't have very long left in this game <laughs> <laughs> now we found a load round Woodstock because well, Nashville Skyline I think that picture was taken there, and I also found that the picture on the cover of The Band by The Band was taken outside Rick Danko's, Rick Danko's house. house, down, you know. And, of course, with, with mapping technology and now with satellite view, you can look at the terrain and you say, that's the road. That's a house that I spent about an hour this weekend trying to find where Carol King used to live in Laurel Canyon because <laughs> I knew that she once lived in Wonderland Avenue and then she moved down to Appian Way and you know which which of the two well places. And
1: Absolutely, and a big hello to our Finnish correspondent. Oh yeah, no, a name I don't have There's suddenly got a
0: load of Finnish uh, entries because Finland obviously has think a thriving music yeah, industry, yeah.
1: no doubt about it. Yeah. But Matt would like to query, <laughs> would like
0: to call into question well, some think, of the veracity of something. I think
1: what's been done here, there's, what there's. There's an album by Hanoi Rocks, fair enough. I know Hanoi Rocks came from Finland. There's then... And that's the kind of... That was the, the, the sucker punch. Because then after that came kind of like... Four or five albums by artists I've never heard of. before <laughs> in my life. But actually... It's a presumably a very scenic location. It's the whole planet, so you know. Absolutely, we're allowed to. You're allowed to. I was r- intrigued I'm to, to, dis- to a lot of Bollywood. I'm thinking now that no, wouldn't be great to get oh, that's millions gonna, and millions of Bollywood Yeah, that albums. would be
0: good. Well, we're starting to get linked to you know from other parts of the world, so you never know that might happen. I was intrigued to learn that uh, the picture on the cover of Roxy Music Siren, which is Jerry Hall um, draped you know, over a rock. as a mermaid draped yeah. over a rock, at the age of only about 19, yeah, I think, yeah or something trying, like that. Yeah. Is is actually in Hollyhead. Nice. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Not that we would. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Her yes. yes. agent misheard. she <laughs> <laughs> was a bad line. Ended up yes. on some rocks in. Well, that save some money. Yeah. He yeah. wants first class <laughs> flights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But also, what, I, what I, we started to do is we got in touch with the photographers, you see, and and any any. If you go and look at albums, particularly, it's very much a sixties and seventies thing. This you start to get far less of those as you come up to date because people have pictures taken in studios all the time mm. now. You know they're not prepared to put up with the uncertainty of going shooting go everything and stand outside. At low tide yeah. that's right but me. if you go and look up, <laughs> if you look up the name of the photographer or the designer and go and look on the web, it's guaranteed that they will have a website of some kind. There'll be some guy who took a load of pictures when he was thirty. And he's knocking out prints of them or something yeah. in his retirement in you know upstate New York or whatever. And so you get in touch with these people and say, where were these? Where were these taken? And they'll tell you. There is uh, a, a massive
2: market in there. There's a, there's a picture in the new edition of, of Worms. I think it's out next week. Yeah, well, this, it's week. Out this it's week. Out this week. It's so lovely. It's a picture of the Plastic Ono Band by a swimming pool. Uh, having just played a concert in Toronto. Do you remember Live piece in Toronto? Oh, they do. And uh, it's just so wonderful. You know, Alan White and uh, the drummer who was only... it was Alan he, White was the drummer, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was 19 just a few days before. You yes. can't believe how young we are. Rick <laughs> Captain is 24. John Lennon is 28. <sighs> Yoko Ono is that...
1: Eric Clapton only
0: 24. Staggering the ancient 36 <laughs> old. So Japanese let's go straight Eric Clapton. He had, at that stage, he'd done blindfold, he'd, faith, done, the yard he'd boots, done cream, he done All of that he's done. And he was to, only 24.
2: God. Yeah. I don't think I'd got a job, actually. I think I am still sitting around <laughs> in the field somewhere drinking cider and listening to The Incredible String Band. <laughs> and how old
0: was John Lennon? So he's
2: 28, 28. 28
1: years old. Yeah.
2: And he's The Beatles are over. He's just he's going to announce in two weeks that he's leaving the group when Abbey Road comes out. He's 28 years old. Yeah, but the
1: great photo, I mean, there's the, lo- the lovely photo of them all waving at the camera. Yeah. But then there's the little yeah. photo <laughs> where everyone's holding up a peace <laughs> sign except kind of... Eric Clapton. has got it slightly wrong. It looks, looks basically like he's flicking the V yeah. at Yoko, at Yoko Yeah,
2: <laughs> many people could sympathise with the word.
0: Yeah, I do recommend that you have a look at the thing on the website about the Hard Rock Park, which has been opened in South Carolina, where uh. somebody's, somebody's rebadged an old theme park as you know, in a collaboration with the Hard Rock Cafe, and uh, turned it into a kind of rock and roll fun ride. And they've mostly done deals with serious brand names it is really interesting this when you look at this in the, in the, you know in the wake of guitar hero and rock band and all these things and they're looking at other ways to make money they have a licensed led zeppelin ride where you're flung around hairpin turns as robert plant <laughs> 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 <Rossi, baby. laughs> That bit in the middle of whole lot of Love, where well, you know where it's it is, where it goes all weird,
1: and you know. See, so instead of thought thought it through, it could have been brilliant. Because d- my favourite story about, well, it's a really horrible story. But my favourite story about the excess of Led Zeppelin is when they're all travelling at the end of their career. They're all travelling. They all travel to every gig in separate limos, except for John Bonham, who, due to the amount of kind of booze and stuff that he's ingested, his bodily functions aren't working so well. So he's travelling in a camper van with a com, you know, it's when he had the commodore as a drum seat. Because he basically couldn't... He couldn't be relied to be able to... his muscles Is that, are you making this up? No, no, it's in Hammer of the Gods. It's fantastic. I don't remember But that wouldn't way. it be great if you, a, if you had a John Bonham ride and everyone had to strap themselves up?
0: <laughs> like, oh, come on. Oh, oh, and be <laughs> flung around there.
1: Flung <laughs> around. Well, we got some suggestions
0: from, uh, from people on the website for other rides that they might like to have. So the Beatles held a skelter. When you get to the bottom, you go back to the top of the slide. That's good. Of and that there should be f- uh, fast food, a fast food outlet called Chicken Shack, serving gumbo variations. And That's uh, good. And uh, the backwards seven suggests that they ought to have a Westlife gentle ride, which is. Westlife, take the best parts of other popular, non threatening fairground rides and tone them down even further to, ma- to make something that the whole family can enjoy. Known to provoke hysteria in girls of a certain age and gay men. Also popular with hen parties and grandmas. So
1: that's that that a very good there's idea. There's a lovely
2: thing on the, on the website I was reading this morning where someone's talking about there's a whole, they ought to have a hall of mirrors where you can sort of everyone can look like Ronnie Wood. You know, I giant proboscis. <laughs> Did you write that? It was very funny. <laughs> <A> giant <laughs> <probosus>. <laughs> And uh, I remember when Charlie Murray wrote a, a thing in, in the New Musical Express when I, when I worked there. It was so brilliant, it's changed my view of Pete Townsend completely. He said that Pete Townsend had a face that looked like it was reflected in the back of a spoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think about it? It's sort of years, isn't it? Well, nowadays, all rock stars, older rock stars, all, like, look, all look as if they're reflected in yeah. the back of a spoon. Um, Skirky suggests the Leslie West's Nantucket sleigh ride. It's good. And, uh, and you can finish off at the Stephen Still Suite, where there are performances of Punch and Judy Blue Eyes, Tuesdays and Saturdays only. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> go, oh, that's very very cool. nice reference. I think there it should,
2: be a, I, I think it should be a ghost train. But not you don't know you go to those ghost shows, all sort of damp flannels and sort of luminous skeletons yeah. lurch rather sort of mechanically out of coffin lids and things. Like that? I think they have a ghost show with actual living members of Yes in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more frightening, though. <laughs> Seriously, imagine even a, even, a, even a grown adult strapped into some ghastly bucket seat being pushed through the darkness. The sun is a flicker around light the corner. It's Steve Howe remember <laughs> the, the corner, the man, Rick, Rick Wakeman. Oh, Wayne. Steve Howard just looks terribly like Gollum, doesn't he? Absolutely terrible.
0: I think they ought to have an evening out with Amy Winehouse. That'd be,
2: that'd be a dark ride, wouldn't it? You know, a group just, <laughs> Finish up in a garage forecourt somewhere. by yeah. some, more than the Petman era. Somebody holds, yeah. somebody <laughs> holds you your hair a while you're sick. camera in court. <laughs> yeah.
0: So listen, the other thing, apart from Cornbury and a very exciting men's uh, singles final at Wim- and Wimbledon, the thing that has been going on this weekend, Matt, and I held you personally responsible for this. Right. I, every time I turn on the radio and the television, there's people going on about Doctor Who.
1: This weekend. Has something special happened in well, Doctor I've got a problem with this.
0: Oh, right. The problem Whoa. with this is that I haven't
1: seen the last two, because I've been gathering about, see. I haven't seen the last two uh, episodes. I'm, I now know what happens. Because my father-in-law, I was staying up with my, my parents-in-law this weekend, and my father-in-law walked in after we'd recorded it, before we started watching it, going, Oh, have you seen that? Doctor Who dies. Sorry, spoiler fan. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> what?! Well, he dies
1: regularly, doesn't he? Doesn't but uh, yeah, but this I have really rather blew out major the, the, la- the last two weeks for of my jo- and, uh, list uh, watching pleasure. So I returned the compliment by going, "Oh, if you've seen the Wimbledon final, you never get me." <laughs> 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 oh, what a corker that was! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't know? So I don't know. No, I haven't right. seen it. But um,
0: I just, I've got a stage where I'm starting to get cross about it. I I just can't. Every time, people constantly writing about it, talking about it. Yeah, but
1: that's not the programme's fault. No. no. Okay. Actually, what is good about it is that it's probably the last (laughs) multi-generational appointment to watch.
2: Oh uh, Yeah, I know. No, you no, you're you're Sounds so attractive. You're you're no, no, it's a multi generational <laughs> <laughs> point to point. To watch, Actually, I might have to turn on. Sounds true. <laughs> really... Series
1: to... is finished, Mark. It's not on again since two thousand. No, I've never watched
0: Doctor
2: Who ever. I got to be able to try. It's it. really it funny.
1: Once w- I was about fourteen.
2: And
0: absolutely. When did it I start? I don't like it. When did it start? William Hart. I remember. Probably. I don't when? know. Fifty early sixty. Early six.
1: Right? Let's yeah. say early sixty. I can remember. Black and white. I can remember
0: the first one. I'm old enough to remember the first one. William Hartnell was Doctor Who, right? And I sat and watched this. And then those days, there were, like, two channels, and whatever was new on, you watched. So you watched anything out of curiosity. And it just seemed to consist largely of actors looking at the camera as if it's something terrifying that we couldn't see. And now, it's still the and same it, old shit. it is precisely <laughs> the same. scenery I've watched <laughs> it throughout the years, caught bits of it throughout the years. The Doctor Who changes. The drama never changes. It's just people going, oh my God, what's that? Get and back! Then, yes, I'm putting I'm their arm protectively around an 18-year-old yes. girl. And then they eventually show you it, and it's got kind of a rather cheap special effect, or it's something that wasn't that right. whatever it is, it's got tentacles. I don't think... Oh, Literally who knows? Yeah, <laughs> Stop it.
2: Is it science fiction, Doctor? I don't know. Yes. Oh, it is, right. <laughs> No, I don't know what the definition of science fiction is, but I once read an article by by somebody in Word, actually, again, Charles Murray, again, actually, and he explained that a lot of science fiction, obviously, is is metaphorical. Yeah. These creatures represent uh, this great, you know, political, it's it's kind of like the great satire of the 17th century, you know. And and when you know that, it it kind of makes it interesting in the way that, you know, James Joyce's Ulysses is interesting if you can decode the fact that each chapter's about an organ of the body or has a colour or, you know what I mean? Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know that! And then it makes it academically interesting.
0: But it doesn't make it any more fun to watch it. I just, well, I, just it's
1: a, it's, I think it's a rollicking good tale told well.
0: See, science fiction, I've enjoyed reading science fiction books, but I've never enjoyed watching a science fiction film or TV series at all. Because as soon as somebody has to create that thing in, in, in some plausible shape or form, I don't buy it at all. Whereas if somebody's implanting the ideas in my head... I can deal
1: with it. See, science fiction films are much better than science fiction books in my You're opinion. You're right. Because yeah. well, you, you can t- see the aliens. You don't have to really see the aliens. the imagination quiet uh,
0: So, you know, wh- wh- how is it Doctor Who has clung on to enthrall That's the town sound of young life? Islington. No. Uh, that's, that's the sound of young Islington. There you go. It's a good while. Let's just enjoy it.
2: It's a good silence. Oh, even more exciting. Oh, so
0: they nearly caught it? him. Oh,
2: it's a two siren arm. That's what you get Two siren arm. One less felon in N1 today. Oh. Somebody's having their <laughs> Mr. You okay, see, it's like this all... The- who was it who complained? We're in the crime capital of the UK. <laughs> Broken Britain. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: We're on the front line.
1: Um, I don't step out the door.
0: <laughs> so how is it that this has hung on to, you know, enthrall and bore and terrify or whatever, the, the children today? And yet, another thing that used to enthrall us in the 50s which has been discussed on the website, what, by magazine.co.uk. <laughs> it's not. Which is the spoken word record that we all remember from the days of, uh, you know, the three-way family favourites and uh, children's favourites and so forth. People talking about Deck of Cars by Wink Martin mm. though, and uh, Old Rivers by uh, by Walter Brennan. Mm. Do you remember these kind of things? The, this kind of I've very it, often... Dramatic readings of kind of tales of the old west, a lot of these things were. With portentous. Yes. Orchestral, backing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Deck of, you remember deck of cards? Do you remember deck of cards? One. It, no. it was about the uh, it was about the soldier that went yeah. through. He didn't need a Bible or anything like that because yeah. he had the deck of cards. Yeah. And you know, because they were moral everything was, Oh, yeah. very deadly
2: moral. Were they told about people with fruity voices, a bit
0: like Peter Eustynoff's voice. No, they, no, were no they were very often told American, drawling like accents of the Old oh, okay. West. There were actors doing the Old West. Yeah. No, it's just this whole thread, this whole seam of, of music that you grow up with. It's incredibly influential. You know, at, at a very a formative age, is, that
1: kind of Western yeah. cowboy type music that's gone. Yeah, which is kind of, yeah, because it's kind of corny. You know, yeah. I mean, it's very corny. But that, but that didn't. You know, they were m- more innocent times then. But I was that my my. We were talking earlier on. My favorite one of that uh, is Marty Robbins' El Paso. But well, having not heard that for ages, put it into YouTube yesterday. And the interesting thing about YouTube, obviously, is that all the other the the, the, the recommendations come up if you like that, and then you'll like this. And you realize there's a whole. There was a whole genre, as you say, of kind of corny Western morality tales. Yeah, where yeah. people died. Or, you know, the other one that was Big Bad John.
0: Yes. <laughs> we well, held up the mind yeah, anyway, yeah. while everybody yeah. got out. Yeah. Big John, Big Bad John. You remember that? Mark? No, I don't remember any of this. No, I think you, you didn't have television when you growing up. up. We didn't have did a tell... radio.
2: We didn't listen to the radio very much. Did no, you no
0: no, not at all, no, no. But
2: what about the other thing? What we didn't did have TV did until the late sixties.
0: No, went you didn't have a radio? We went
2: out, with our, um, I went out on bicycles, we went fishing. Scrumping?
0: Scrumpy. Scrumpy. <laughs> did, you,
2: did you make catapults? We made catapults, oh, well, yeah, yeah.
0: You, you used just, to get chased were, by... You like were Just
2: bike? William. I was living you? in a Just William book, in fact. You, I had a large lump of toffee in one pocket. <laughs> and a conqueror. Did we you used to say sing. cripes when you I said cripes scruffing. and lummy. <laughs>
0: I did. <laughs> Quite regularly,
2: actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did The policeman used to kick you up the backside when That's he caught right. you in the orchard.
2: I, whenever I walked down Fleet High Road, there used to be a lot of people shaking their fists and going, why I order? <laughs> <With laughs> as, as I showed a clean pair of heels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah.
1: you, but you reviewed, didn't you, a couple of years ago, a fantastic box set um, called Hello Children Everywhere. Oh, yeah, we had those records, which yeah. Was, uh, which was uh, um, a collection of uh, EMI's children. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Bear's Picnic. Yeah, and which all is all kind of, the... of really... And Flanders, which is all very odd. Flanders and Swan and <laughs> yeah. uh, the Pinky and Perky records. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Crockett. dear God. King of the Wild Frontier. <laughs> You, you have a small child. You put ridiculous. those on, thinking it's going to be great, and after, like, literally, three they cracks, are literally you're, ghastly. Yeah, you are chewing the sideboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. But of course, by that time, you're three year old. I'm a big tooth toothbrush. To... Max, Max, Bar, Again, again.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we made our own out. entertainment. let should bring it back. So, so um, people have been saying for a while that we don't have the horror anymore. Let's have a horror. Let's about your. Well, fault. I kind of, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it struck me a few weeks ago. that I never told this story. Uh, and I keep forgetting to do it. And it has no obvious punchline. Because they very rarely do. And, and, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the centre of it is a, a bit of a tragic tale, really. And I'm not going to name names, really. But this took place... And I checked this with Mark yesterday. Mark didn't remember it at all. I was amazed he didn't remember it. It was quite a big story at the okay. time. I don't, I don't, this is when Wham! On. went to China. So how long ago is that? They went to the '83 or 84. 84? So that was the big story. Wham we went to China.
1: Filmed the Ridge retinue, was filmed
0: walking along, <laughs>
1: along the Chinese Wall. A shuttlecock. Somewhere, somewhere about,
0: a his, shuttle
1: about his tight yes. white yes. shorts. <laughs> That's right.
0: And a tartan suit. Do you remember? <laughs> and who was directing that movie until he was fired by George Michael? Who was directing the film? Oh, Lindsay Enders- No. What a good idea that was. <laughs> he was fired by George, George Michael. yes. Yeah, one of Britain's strangest, most you know iconic, directors—just <laughs> well, the I'm man to make a an E.B.K. Yes. <laughs> top
1: of the stadium.
0: So anyway, on this trip, they had an internal flight uh, going from where to where? I can't remember. And they had a plane pretty much to themselves. You know, the whole touring party, promoter, band, retinue, so on. One of the musicians had what you might call as a mental incident on the plane, right? And started trying to stab himself. Mm. Caused by what? I mean caused by just
2: the sheer pressure of being on a <laughs> tour to, with Wang. Having to play last Chris Having Christmas. to play the tenor part or careless whisper over and over and over again.
0: And he pretty much tried to kill himself. And in a crowded plane, it's slightly disturbing, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the promoter, who shall remain nameless Responded to this by tearing down the the gangway to to try and get some help from the the flight deck and started started banging on the door into the flight deck. Chinese airlines or Chinese charter or whatever, standard operating procedure, if you think somebody's trying to get in the cabin, put the plane into a steep dive (laughs) because you're being hijacked. Okay. No. So you know so one minute they're all going along, you know, watching the watching the Dudley Moore film on the, you know, the little screen on the back of the seat behind them, thinking what they might have for lunch. Next minute, blood absolutely everywhere, absolute panic, blink, Steve dive, oh, down, down, no dive and so forth. And fact, true, true story. And the musician involved was 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 let go. He well, didn't that, play that, that even. The tour didn't play that <laughs> <either>. <laughs> and uh, and is now and is now uh, found God in a big way. Good man. And is you know is is not well not and so soon, forth. But, say, actually, yeah. but I'm saying you know if you think you've had a difficult flight on a rock and roll tour. You haven't done as difficult as that, have you? <laughs> that is terrible, straight out of um, uh, Almost
2: Famous, isn't it? Do you remember seeing it in Almost Famous when they go into a nose nosedive yes. the plane and everyone confesses the worst, they've all slept with each other's yes. girlfriend? Something <laughs> played just straightens <laughs> out. <laughs> it's absolutely
0: one of those awful, awkward silence you know. So, that, uh, that's your horror.
1: For one week only.
0: For one, one week only. only. Maybe back. Um, so, new issue of Word out this week. This week, very strong. Uh, George too. Harrison on, on the cover. Um, very fine CD on, on the cover, as uh, as ever. Um, um, uh, keep Picture in of touch. John Lennon. Picture of John Lennon. Uh, and uh, wordmagazine.co.uk. And, and if you join the Facebook group, we might get beyond a thousand,
1: Matt. Come on, we can do Come it. Come on. Push. Over the top. Yes. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk.